I, th I think that the Enneagram, um, you know, held from a, from a later stage perspective is a tool to help people develop through these stages. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. um, that's, right. that's like the point of it. The stage that basically corresponds to yellow. One of the blind spots or the shadows of that stage is basically an insistence upon development itself. Like, I think that the levels of development framework is for the world a bigger deal than the Enneagram. And um, this is canceled, canceled. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> How could you say that on a Shut off his mic right now. <laughs> um, the big hormone Enneagram. John Lukovich, uh, sexual self press for five links, four or five eight trifecta. Hi, I'm David Gray, self press sexual nine with one nine seven four trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven, sexual self press with eight five four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self press social three wing four with a if you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Okay, so, you know, again, like I'm, I'm thinking about different critiques of the approach to Enneagram material and sharing and teaching and stuff like this. And mm -hmm. in my view, like, you know, part of, part of what this conversation brings up for Enneagram people is like, what does it mean to help somebody with the Enneagram? Mm. And yeah, yeah. the ma majority of people's view on what helping somebody with the Enneagram means is that kind of loving, holding, validating Correct. approach. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that, they think that is what compassion is, period. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And part yeah. of, uh, like, you know, you can talk about it as, like, feminine compassion or masculine compassion or something like this. Yes. But like, sometimes yeah. in a process when you're coaching somebody or whatever, you know, you, that, that holding is the thing it's so fucking important and it's really necessary and it's like you need that to go to a place where then somebody can trust you to push on their, yes. their world a little bit and so like mm -hmm. you know having more of like a actually you're not seeing yourself here's here's an invitation to or here's a tool for you to see yourself better or to say mm. actually the way you're understanding or holding this concept is still not quite right you know and mm -hmm. people will think like that's being really mean or invalidating or yeah. um yeah, like, or what? Because I see myself this way, and that's my subjective experience of myself. And so, how can you tell me that I'm wrong? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I got into a, I got into a, a thing with a a, a well known uh, Enneagram influencer on Instagram and podcaster, and I was like, well, I, I said something like, she made it this post, and she was like, you know, it was it was about four, but it was describing nine. And I said, well, I think you know, I think you're you're describing uh, nine here, and this is how it is nine ish. And this is a big comment and uh, problem in the Enneagram field. And then she DM'd me and she was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, kind of went through like attachment, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, now you're mansplaining to me? And, uh, <laughs> and then went on this thing about, um, and I was like, no, you asked me to define my terms. And, you know, like this, I'm just making sure we're on the same page. And then went on to, to do her, um, to talk about her credentials, right? Like, oh, I've been certified by this. And there's no engagement with content. And so for me, there was like this, on one hand, there was first an, a, a green perspective of validation, invalidation mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when that like didn't quite work on oh, me or wow. whatever, then she went to orange where I'm, I'm qualified. So I'm, I'm not questionable. You know what I'm saying? Like I've got these, these certifications that mean this outcome is there. And it was like an interesting, mm. uh, it, th that, that's exempl exemplary of a lot of people's way that they hold the Enneagram. And so when you don't hold it according to their worldview, they can interpret it as being mean or bad or wrong. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, cool. and all the stages, green and below, are fundamentalist about their view. Mm -hmm. Including <clears throat> green. Including yeah. green. That's where yeah. you get like yeah. the quote-unquote mean green thing, where it's like... Um, Everyone's perspective is valid, um, except the only thing we don't tolerate is intolerance. And the only thing, and we also don't tolerate um, people who are against peace and things like that. Yeah. And not realizing that there's <laughs> a, shit. not realizing that there's what they call a, a performative contradiction in that, that mm -hmm. I'm espousing certain mm -hmm. values, but embodying others. And wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what is the next? 
Yeah, so in the co- <laughs> David's in ready to stage. move on. <laughs> in terms of in terms of the colors, <laughs> fuck green. Impatient nine. <laughs> Impatient. In terms nine. of colors, the the next colors are yellow and uh, turquoise, or sometimes it's called teal. Um, but and the important thing is that from green to the next one in the spiral dynamics framework, there's what there's a major shift from what they call first tier to second tier, and so um, for all the all the stages up to green are first tier, and then the and then yellow is the first second second tier stage. And what characterizes second tier as a major distinction from first tier is that second tier is aware of the, of, uh, of the levels mm. um, oh. and, um, and can meet each level at its level, um, can speak mm. the language of each level. And there's this really funny term in the Spiral Dynamics book called being a spiral wizard, which is basically... Um, <laughs> a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, but, Harry. A wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna yeah. look at the spiral the, dynamics. That's me. I'm the wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's the thing about spiral dynamics. I, I know it's no, really. I'm fun. sure of it. Yeah, that's I'm the thing about spiral dynamics is like, especially people that are really into it, almost always think that they're like two or three levels higher than they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of yeah. course they do. It's so funny where they're like, yeah, well, you know, I'm probably a turquoise teal, and yeah. they're like, oh, wow, I'm the wizard either, type. It's either outwardly said or like implied heavily, like how yeah, high yeah. my level is. And just well, if you read the book. If you've read the book, then you think you get it. And that's, you know, you can, oh, you, can, right, right. you can understand, like, orange has the cognitive capacity to understand the framework. From a, yeah. from a, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, but not the interiority to really, like, uh, really understand it. And there's, some, there's yeah. some, some, some orange people teaching from a higher level uh, yeah. that, that the, you know, spiral dynamics is like a replacement for the levels of development when it's actually just a totally different model. It's a different thing. Altogether. Totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is the Spiral Dynamics book that she keeps talking about by Don Beck? Yes. Okay. Yeah, what's it called? And like Chris Cowan or something? I think it's just called Spiral Dynamics. It's got called it Spiral Dynamics Integral, Don yeah. Beck. Oh, no. That's the audiobook version, I think, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah. Okay. It's excellent. That's, cool. that's yeah. pretty much the only way I read. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm too Someone busy else to. Does it. <laughs> That's actually it's not it's not the same book. It's like it's Don Beck just giving a series of lectures on Spark, but it's really it's really right. good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Never stop. Never stopping, Nancy. Never stop. Never stopping. <laughs> Married to the amazing. Um, oh, um, so at at yellow, what you get is um, now you've differentiated sort of objectivity exterior and uh, subjectivity interior, and you can and having now differentiated them, you can integrate them. And uh, um, you, can, uh, you can merge in a calibrated, custom way, feminine and masculine compassion to meet a person appropriately in the moment. So green heavily errs towards feminine, holding, nurturing, uh, mm-hmm. validating, empathic, empathy. At yellow, um, you can understand that, yeah, that's really important. That's a beautiful thing. And also, sometimes it's important to um, penetrate through someone's consciousness to be, to be like, hey, it bro, is. you're not seeing it. No, like, you can do better. Um, penetrate yeah penetrate me bro Frost. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the level that we're at <laughs> the penetrate level <laughs> holds and penetrate yeah. um did you guys couple see of that? <laughs> Go ahead. well no this is like a dumb aside but did you guys see that post where people were like um someone did all the like catchphrases of all you yeah, guys and for Emika, one of them was like to. penetrate yeah. oh my god no one i didn't of, see this because isms <laughs> is to say penetrate every five seconds yeah and leverage <laughs> <Potent>. <laughs> is it on the humor page yeah what i want is a like a bobblehead um, of Emika that has like a button <laughs> where he can like throw a punch <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'd be great. Like one of those like boxing nun puppets. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um so yeah, so all right, so what's what's going on with the yellow? Like describe the yellow one. Mm-hmm. So the yellow one is it it kind of um understands and can integrate the uh the important insights of all the levels beneath. And wh- one one way one important thing to say about development itself is that when you transcend to another level, um, you also um, retain the capacities of the previous ones. And so mm. there's this idea of transcend and include. Mm. Um, mm. And that's why, and they're sort of nice. like Russian doll nested within each other. Um, and so at yellow, you, you have the, 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 the goal setting capacity of orange. You've got, the, you've got the potential to be authoritarian like red or blue. You've got um, 
uh, you know, in, in the appropriate circumstance, you have the empathic capacity of green and you're able to integrate them all into a coherent, um, paradoxical and somewhat to a person at an earlier stage, what would seem contradictory framework, but actually there's a sense to it, you know, it coheres. Mm. Um, and there's a more willingness. This is why like greater flexibility of response to life at yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what would it mean to hold the Enneagram on this level? At this level, so that whole thing of like at green, we're, we're, we're creating safe spaces, we're honoring each other's inner experience, you know, like, oh, you're this person and, and, and I'm this person and how cool, you know, like there's at yellow a more, a more willingness to be razor sharp with your distinctions and a, um, a more willingness to, on the one hand, be empathic, but on the other hand, to, um, well, like this podcast does, like push. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself. Let me see what else is here. It's like, can I ask, um, mm-hmm. how does how does yellow? How do I say this? How what did yellow take from orange? Yellow's above orange, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did yellow take from orange? Because I'm hearing I'm I heard it and don't quite know how to differentiate it from orange. Yeah. You're talking about green or the the one right before it or the one. No, I know how I I know how orange absorbs in green, but how does yellow adopt well, orange and then and then um, add to it? Yellow. So at orange, all it's the naming partly the categorizing. Okay. Right? There's, there's definitions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Orange is orange is objective noticing and optimizing and metrics and goal setting and um, yeah, I like the word categorizing. Green is. Um, sort of beyond that to the degree that we're now recognizing that there are ways of determining subjective truth that are valid um or that okay. subjective truth ha- has validity not just a, not just objectivity and um yellow uh holds them both um you can do both oh, okay. at, at at orange at orange you don't have the, the green capacity of empathy and so yellow adds okay. to orange by basically saying well we've got we can do both Okay. Um, and more, more broadly, it's not just integrating what's, what came before. There's also emergent qualities in yellow, like, um, the, the ability to hold and integrate just greater and greater complexity, like systems thinking, um, is a yellow idea. Um, uh, the, the awareness that a causes B and B causes a yeah. always, Oh, okay. You know, okay. Um, that's clicking. Yeah. Um, in a circular loop like fashion, um, that the interconnectivity of everything. Uh, that's a yellow idea. Um, not in a kind of green, yeah, we're all connected kind of way, but like in a more there's a structure way. of there's connection. Structure, mm-hmm. yeah, structure mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so there's one way to expand on what yellow is. Also, is to go on to the next one and talk about like what yellow lacks. Um. Yeah, and this already. is where. Wait, I, I want to stay in yellow first. <laughs> yeah, let's. Look, can we hang out at yellow, yeah, David? David. <laughs> I know you're a fast-paced guy, David. David's yeah. transcending. His, yeah, the slowest his, person on the podcast is like, this isn't fast right enough. Come on, guys, God. <laughs> David's hoping seven. that we'll all join him at turquoise. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, at, I'm the wizard. Past this. I am the higher rainbow. The wizard, David. The wizard. David seven fix is more obnoxious than my seven wink. Sure. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Can you please move on? That's so true. Just, just getting to know yellow for fuck's sake, man. It's magical. <laughs> He's like, your Uber is outside. I'm, I'm ready for the next girl. It's 9 a.m., bitch. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Trying to heal you guys. No, I, I wanted to say something about yellow, just that it seems like uh what's really annoying about a lot of self help is that it does do overdo this green fucking mm-hmm. the secret. If you just think about it, it'll work out. And if you the believe secret. it. And of course, like most <laughs> pragmatic business people are like you know you just got to fucking grind and just hear these list of things that you need to do to make mm-hmm. money or get this outcome or get the girl or, or whatever it is and then both sides can lead to a lot of disillusionment because um there is an internal and there is an external aspect of any process you can't just like hammer away at the world for certain results which i've done um and like keep hooking up with girls and not think about what that's doing to your heart 
And at the same time, you can't just be like fall, going around like, I'm just looking for love without thinking about the external um, right. realities yes. yeah, yeah. Of, right, right. of, you know, a relationship and things like that. So things get really complex. And I think most people aren't really patient for that level mm-hmm. of complexity because the easy answers are really digestible and easy to um, spread. But, yeah, I, th- I think that was a great example, Emika, of dating. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've yeah. never heard that before, and that just makes perfect sense. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Going some green eye gazing. Uh, right. You know. Because <laughs> at, at green, you could be just like, I feel this way. And so that means right. that a relationship Everything's going to uh, magically work out. And this doesn't work that way. And at at, uh, at the lower level, it's just like, oh, we just line up. Like, this relationship makes sense, but there's no interior, like, yeah. where's the feeling? Um, or just like, you know, guys getting advice, like just yep. go talk to girls to say this and you'll get the girl. Yeah, you can get the outcome, but there's no real chemistry yeah. dynamic. Magic. So yeah. you need both. Look at this relationship spiral wizard. I'm going to get it too. Alex has a hand. See, David, if we would have moved on, you wouldn't have got this magic that I just. Yeah. Yeah, wizard. Listen up. <laughs> we need all that foreplay to get here. <laughs> you gotta have Emika play with his wand. What? <laughs> what? One other thing I'll, as a distinction between green and yellow, I'll make is that you know, with each with each stage, there's not just um, the ability to integrate the previous stages, but more texture and nuance and complexity from, um, like, as a almost linear advancement from the previous stage. So, like the green, the green way of of understanding interiority has a kind of washiness to it that mm. gets clarified um and uh into a high resolution at yellow and that's that's partly because you're at yellow you're you're willing to make you're you're sort of starting to be willing to make more uh distinctions that recognize for example that maybe a person isn't all you know at green it's like this person is all period at yellow it's like well actually what about like people who aren't whole like what about psychopaths <laughs> you know or mm. what about people who and so that's part of the being willing to incorporate more sources of truth you know like at green there's a kind of blind spot just because because it's so insistence on love mm. mm-hmm. yeah totally so what's mm-hmm. what's a limitation of yellow yeah um finally yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've just been looking out for david <laughs> Because one, one of the things I think that's difficult is that because, like, developmentally, uh, yellow is fairly, we'd say, new, or mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people are at yellow, right, relative to the whole population. And so there's not a lot mm-hmm. of being able to, like, kind of point out yellowness and then sort of, uh, yeah, like, like a large scale way of saying, oh, this cultural milieu is yellow and this is the limitation of it. And then, so therefore also turquoise isn't really well defined. And uh, when people talk about turquoise, they're always like, yeah, what's that? You know, it's like a more like a, you see what I see? You know, they kind of <laughs> talk. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like a kind of, it's going to be really good, trust me, kind of way of speaking. It's at least <laughs> whatever I've come upon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. do you, what are what are the limitations of of ye- yellow? I th- so I just, I think we're running t- into the limits of my expertise here, but I'll share a couple insights that I. So first of all, um, I don't hear a lot of people making like very clear distinctions between yellow and t- there's there's yeah. there are chapters on it in the Spiral Dynamics book, but I, as I recall, they're shorter um, than uh, for the other stages, and in a sense, because it's the it's it's the frontier. Um, it's not as well understood. There aren't as many people. It's not. It's not as easy to uh, to research. You might say. Um, and even you know, one of the one of the first ways that I got acquainted with this theory at all was when I read this book called Reinventing Organizations, which is fantastic. And it basically talks about um, blue, orange, green, and then jumps to teal forms of organizations and what values are at the center of those organizations, what organizational structures support that stage of being at in those organizations and anyway so it doesn't talk about yellow at all it just goes to teal um and as ever what i remember from the spiral dynamics book is that yellow um 
So David, to your point that these stages oscillate back and forth, one way they oscillate is from a kind of individual to collectivist uh, mentality. Mm, so right. blue is collectivist, um, like you know our tribe, what the priest says. Orange is individualist, my achievement, the objective metrics by which I set my goals. Green is collectivist, we're all in it together, Pass, you know, pacifist, love is everything, love will solve everything. Yellow is now my capacity to integrate all sources of knowledge and truth and to be sort of the spiral wizard myself. Turquoise or teal is kind of like the collective realization of that individual vision. So like mm. um, spirit itself or um, uh, interconnected societies and global, I don't know, like I'm really good start running stuff. Into, yeah, good, <laughs> good shit. But, yeah, yeah. No, the, the way I think of it Trust is me. Like, like... Trust me, yeah. From the, my limited understanding, it's like, you know, you got yellow and you got this sense of like there is development and your your subjectivity is important, but then the objectivity is important as well. There's a synthesis and there's this way of saying, all right, like how do you um, support somebody's subjective experience to evolve along a objective developmental model, right? But it's to me, uh, it's kind of like there's a faith in how do I put it like people being able to arrive somewhere and mm. i feel like what i understand of teal turquoise whatever is there's a because it's it's that collectivist uh like iteration of the development there's a little bit of like a semi it can be kind of considered like semi-authoritarian in a certain way because what you're doing is you're saying there are these objective ways to um nurture a subjectivity there's like a there's an environment you need to set up in a certain way right hmm. like like for example like take take the ideal of like something like communism right where you're saying that not everybody's created equal and not everybody can um not everybody can develop and but you want to make sure that there are the like uh there are ways that people can get what they need at their own stages but you need to craft the environment in that way and not just wait for that we're not wait for people to like get there themselves do you know what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. like yes. i think that i think that because like like what are the limitations of yellow limitations of yellow is that like goal of yellow is that there's some kind of um personal developmental journey that requires both developing one's interiority and developing one's interiority in kind of relationship to some sort of objective sense of development, of growth, of structure. Am I, is, am I, am I saying that correctly? Sure. Keep, keep going. I'm with you. But, but, but then, okay, you just keep, keep get, getting more refined in this developmental thing, but, but then you're never, no one's not, everyone's not going to get there. Yeah. Okay, this, yeah, one, mm, okay. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. one, one of the blind spots, and again, okay, so um, Spiral Dynamics is one theory of developments, and um, interestingly, it's, it's actually not the one that I'm most l learned in. Um, another one, I just took this like nine-month program on it. It was like a, the ego development theory of a woman named Suzanne Kugreuter, and there are ways that her theory lines up, um, with spiral dynamics and other ways that it makes finer distinctions and there are more stages and stuff like that. And one of the things that, you know, at, in the Cezanne Cook-Reuters framework, that the stage that basically corresponds to yellow, one of the blind spots or the shadows of that stage is basically an insistence upon development itself. Mm, that there's a kind yes. of agenda, agenda about development. Right. And I think that's what you're pointing to, right, John? Yes. It's like, yeah. And so, and I, I certainly, um, when I entered that program, uh, was kind of a poster child of this shadow. It's like, like um, a kind of hubris about how developed I am, and um, and and, and basically a, a, a sense of like, well, everyone needs to get on my level. It is a kind of fundamentalism, you know. It's it's an awareness of the developmental stages, mm -hmm. but it's also um, a sense of superiority, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and based on you might say the construct of development itself. And so mm. the next stage is basically construct aware, where it's like, all we're doing is making stories and meaning making itself is just a process that is profoundly subjective. And even any developmental framework that I hold is some way that I'm trying to orient myself to meaning. And actually, um, you know, <laughs> uh, 
we are what spirit dust um meaning is meaning is uh subjective and perspectival and everything's um, an illusion yeah 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 and this is not the not not i want to make a distinction not the nine fixation of like well everything's the same so whatever right it's right. like it's 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 a it's a fundamental realization that um all we have is interpretation all the way down yeah i feel like um I feel like a lot of times the turquoise teal level is almost just it's spirit it's spirit and it's yeah. like mm -hmm. then it gets ca caught in what the yeah. or distinction we made at the beginning which is the level the enneagrammatic don Risa levels of development that's awakening mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh spiral dynamics is not it, it can overlap with awakening but it's not awakening yes and they're it's a different a thing sense, yes it is a different thing yeah yeah so i'm getting I, i'm a little fuzzier on the teal thing i i like the question you're asking because i think it points to a, a direction that would be really useful to clarify you know part of part of the evolution beyond yellow or um in sazan kakrotis framework it would be stage five integrating um is yes this construct aware thing which includes by the way understanding that the enneagram itself is a construct um and that the the way that we understand what type is is an elaborate mental model that allows us to orient to a reality that um, um in order to understand it we require an orientation but an orientation is just a choice of a vantage point period yeah um and there there are infinite vantage points mm -hmm. um and to like really stand in that truth is very disorienting but that's basically what the next stage is and i, I think you'd still be able to draw on the uh context specific yes uh, you would construct yeah. to like to wield that tool as necessary and let it precisely go. yeah it's a kind of like it's almost like a whimsical whimsicalness like a lightly holding like uh, mm. uh, like, like a, a wizard to, to have to have <laughs> like you can be construct aware and an expert in the enneagram you know and and use the enneagram and also be be self-aware that you're using a thing that is just itself one vantage point on the mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah, I'm fascinated. I mean, just to like, if you look at OPS or if you look at Jungian archetypes or whatever, like, there's just so many ways. Like, you can draw your base vectors however you want, and then go as deep as you want into the inner world yeah. and make as many distinctions as you want. And any any path and framework that you take to expose the inner world is going to reveal something fascinating and useful. Um, the enneagram is just one way, right? Um, and that dissolves the developmental agenda of yellow because um, there's a just a more lightly holding like people are making meaning however they're making meaning period that's just the vantage point they're coming from uh so i feel like i just got mr miyagi over here and i don't appreciate it because at the beginning <laughs> you were saying how the the structure of growth is necessary or something along those lines yes i did say that it lo got lost in my bermuda head so who knows um and then once we get to turquoise teal, the structure is no longer necessary and is, is let go. Josh, why are you a liar? But, <laughs> Appreciate being lied to. And no, but the, I, but I hate it. Josh, that's just too much complexity, it's man. Getting like at the fundamental deception. <laughs> are you of trying to like. idea of there being structure? You trying to flex on us and yes. tell us you're out of turquoise? What are you doing? <laughs> Josh is a wizard. <laughs> I think what I'm trying to do is make the distinction that, you know, I, Nancy, I really like your point um, that there's a kind of uh, fundamental contradiction in what I said. And I think um, the, just the way I'd resolve it is by saying that, you know, on the one hand, it's true that um, constructs are all we have and that none of them is necessarily more true than another. On the other hand, um, I'm also saying that development is really important and that if we're going to be using the construct, the Enneagram, um, a way to flesh it out would be to include a growing up framework. And I'm also saying that from a certain vantage point, like, you know, at yellow or beyond, there's the awareness of uh, people, are, people are advancing their ways of meaning making, you know. Um, and if a person has chosen to go on in the Enneagram and that's their way of making meaning, then that's a lever, you know. Um, and if you're a coach or a therapist or a teacher, then you can use that lever to help expand their awareness, their self-awareness from, from their point of view. Even some, I guess what I'm saying is even if you're holding the Enneagram itself, itself lightly or you're aware that it's just a construct, you can still use it. Mm -hmm. So 
part of uh, you know, so I I think the the way to develop is having to run into or exhaust the capacities of your level. Yes. Right. So mm. like earlier, I like I I I was speculating that like uh, the limitation of orange, for example, would be like, hey, we have this structure to get this kind of outcome like if you're in a business or something you're like oh we want to make this kind of money or something like that um and you're just applying it to workers but then it's actually not working because something about each worker's subjective experience becomes important Mm -hmm. and then you go oh who are these workers and what are their identities and stuff like this and that's where you get you know like uh yeah i don't know it's just it's just a shift in in a in a value system because it's like oh and then the outcome becomes less important because it's like, oh, work in subjectivity is now important. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to say? Mm -hmm. It's like, I recognize that I'm not getting my orange outcome because I'm not including some new information. And then I reach the the kind of like the the limit of it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, now what information am I missing? And then the the investigation to that new information or that gap leads to a new whole value system because you're including a a new awareness. And so I feel like the, the thing to do you know, whatever level you perceive yourself to be and keeping in mind that we always perceive ourselves to be higher than we are uh, is to really just like consciously see if you can experience the limits. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Push yourself to the limit of your framework. Mm-hmm. Even if you yeah. don't quite know what your framework is, like keep pushing. Don't, like we're all a little bit authoritarian about our, our level, right? Right. And mm-hmm. so how do you really push into... Like, like, almost like enhance that authoritarianism in yourself, and where you're like, like investigating, like, what am I taking to be like really something, and like just getting get to the edge of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that's really important. That's beautifully said. Yeah, and you know, like so, the green enneagram people could maybe get to the point of seeing that there's all these definitions and all of these arguments and so forth about what the types are and so forth, and that it's not getting anywhere by valuing all of them right you know yeah right and so i'm i'm also thinking like like is 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 there an example we can give of what it means to hold the enneagram in yellow and then maybe the limits of that like like i think that i think like uh for example i think dark arts is probably applying it's like take from yellow applying a kind of an orange methodology you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you're looking at it in a in a structural way. I don't know if it's yellow or if it's just just straight up orange, but it's like there's that that kind of thread is there, right? And, um, but, but I don't know. Holding, I don't know. I'm trying to. Well, because terms- the the thing with dark arts is that to say that there is an objective enneagram, there is like such a thing as a type, but that you have to form your own relationship mm-hmm. to where that type. Um, based on your own subjective experience of that type. And in some way, you have to go back and forth between, um, yes, there is a structure to the Enneagram, but how you experience that type, that structure is going to be subjective. And that, that is a learning methodology. Because, um, I mean, I have my own experience of eight, and it's still within the eight type structure, but there is a very subjective experience that I have that allows me to recognize what an eight is. And that's like, the 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 thing that's really cool about the enneagram is that um there is that subjective i can tell you what an eight is but you're gonna have a subjective experience of eightness that only you um that's specific to you and it has you have to find it and that's part of you know i think what we're trying to get people to do is like i can't we can't just give you a checklist you actually have to experience the enneagram for yourself yes yes i think we're yeah not just a checklist i think like a lot of what we're offering like you know, we were talking about this yesterday, Josh, or two days ago, whatever, uh, is, you know, there's like, there's this thing in the Enneagram, and there's like, here's the traits, here's the descriptions, here's the basic fears, basic desires, which them themselves are, our understanding of what those things mean changed vastly at our, uh, whatever color level, our spiral level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I fucking hate the basic fears, basic desires. Yeah. As they're mostly interested in taught. I saw, anyway, that's a whole thing, but, um, I mean, the other thing also, just showing people how much variation there is within a type forces you to let go of these definitions and see, like, even with 
a type twin because this is just a framework that's describing a certain right. structure that there are so many other things that the Enneagram can't describe. And so people sometimes come to the Enneagram hoping that it has all these answers for every aspect of what it means to be human. And I know I went through this just like, oh, this symbol has, you know, all these types that can explain so much. You're like, oh, you realize, oh, this is actually just what it's explaining. Like it, this type structure mm -hmm. is a container that can describe certain things, like a certain pathway of personality. But then there's even within the same type, there's so many other things like culture and, you know, like somebody's different OPS type, like there are so many other things. And so you learn to like hold on to the, the hard structure of the Enneagram, but at the same time, hold on to it very loosely in the subjectivity. And that's the advanced, you know, Enneagram approach is that you realize how subjective this thing can be um, while still holding on to the fact that, yeah, there is some hard structure to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny, um, I've been approached so many times of people being like, here's a Ken Wilber thing, or integral theory thing, or spiral dynamics thing, and the Enneagram, and just like trying to lump it together, but not really even having this sort of integrated view of what they actually mean collaboratively. You know, like, what does it actually mean to interface the Enneagram with these ideas, models, and theories, which, you know, it's people, it's kind of like people will be like, Here's my book, The Enneagram and the Chakras. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. type fours have big heart chakras, you know? And, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. And it's like, uh, that, it's, it's just like trying to mash things together. Yeah. And so anyway, I just think that there is, I think what's important just to hold about this is both um, our own biases and limitations in how we understand ourselves in the world. I mean, that's what the Enneagram itself is about. And the spiral gives a another texture to that and you know it's like don't get overly wedded to gotta grow and get to the next level and i gotta be like a teal superstar uh because that's gonna be coming from a lower developmental level value itself and, yeah. and the thing to do is to just like be really in and exhaust your level i think i think it's just like mm. like really just see the limitations you know it's like same thing with being present it's like it doesn't do us any good to be like i'm really present now i can sense my hand for 15 seconds it's like we have to see how much we fail and that failure is like what starts to move us into i don't want to just be failing to be present anymore and it inspires a wish to be present you know what i'm trying to say yes yeah i've really gotten a lot from the calls we did with julie uh in terms of integrating a feminine uh, right. approach to things and how much our society is so tilted towards the masculine perspective. And it's also, there's a lot of overlap between the masculine perspective and sort of like this outcome oriented orange corporate uh, perspective. And I think I've just been thinking about how there's so much of a um, allergy to allowing things to unfold you know, or even yes. just like the cyclical nature of you exert yourself and you reach a certain point and you just don't do anything. Like there's some kind of like this go, go, go directive way of doing things. And, you know, the Enneagram has really forced you, forced me to, as an assertive type, because this idea that I can basically create my own reality. Um, and then you hit a wall because you, you realize that that formula doesn't always work. And there's kind of like a interior aspect that's required, but I could imagine certain assertive types who were successful in their attempts to create their own reality would go their whole lives without having to be confronted with having to go in right. inner, which can be its own curse. But the Enneagram forces you, even just learning the Enneagram itself is like, I couldn't just do the assertive type thing. That like there is such a, well, at least it required a subjectivity that um, goes against my sort of, uh, type structure to just i'm gonna make it happen like you have to allow certain things to and that kind of overlaps with the feminine approach totally i mean you think you make a really good point about how we avoid the like we we craft our world to avoid running into the limitations of our world yeah and mm -hmm. so like that sort of type example yeah. is really great right or like a, a drawn type might stay in like a, a green right world because it's like well my inner world is really important to me and therefore inner worlds are important and and it's like i don't want to see i don't want anything in my own inner world to be invalidated yeah 
you know, uh, I don't want like as a, I think assertive types can get caught in the orange thing pretty easily because it's just like outcomes, mm, outcomes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as you're saying, it's like, like there's a way I avoid seeing the limitations of that outcome specific thing, and then like, how do I use my outcome uh, orientation? To see, like, that there's another kind of outcome. Yes. Is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. at least for me, like, I had to really pay attention to this. I, it's something that I um, have had to schedule weekly, sort of like dates to sort of force myself to uh, check back into like my long term values. This is like a new mm-hmm. thing because I could, I've re- recognized that I can just keep doing asserting. Uh, and sometimes lose track of like what what's at the heart of what I'm doing. Like even just the question, is your heart even in this? Mm. Is something that I've been forcing myself. So like, mm. so just to make sure that I'm getting some interiority, like that's a conscious thing that I've had to do. And so it's easy to make decisions from a sense of what thing, how things might play out ex- externally, and that's just my my bias. And um, and so it's yeah, I, I've had to work on checking in with where i am internally to you know have to do inner and outer at the same time but at the same time i get really triggered by people that stay just in the my valid feelings about things where because i'm i'm seeing what's happening externally (laughs) right right. totally (laughs) i'm like that's you're a fucking moron if you're not factoring how this is going to play out in the outer world Mm -hmm. but at the same time like me as an assertive type um you can just keep running and keep running and not even know if what where you're going is actually if your heart's not even in it and that's that's something i just keep coming back to where's your heart is your heart even in this (laughs) yeah totally 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 well um is there anything else about this topic that we we needs needs to be mentioned or covered i'll just say one other thing is that as i started getting into this world of learning human development and developmental psychology, it was starting to clarify or, or make new distinctions about types for me from the point of view, like not mashing the two frameworks together, but like how one serves as a kind of scalpel to refine the other in a sense. Like mm-hmm. um, when, when I was reading the book on spiral dynamics, I was reading the, the chapter on orange and it was like, wow, this is a lot of language that would normally be used to describe threes, like mm-hmm. goal-oriented, achievement, success-oriented. Um, and you can be a four-year-old three and not at orange and also not care about goals, mm-hmm. you know, but you're still three. And you can be yeah. an 87-year-old three that oh, yeah. is like beyond needing to be successful in some way, but you're still three. Right. And what, so it's like, what is essentially three from right. this point of view? Um, separate from those. Yeah. Separate from, those, yeah. separate from yeah. what achievement is, you know, and it's not about achievement necessarily. It's about, um, you know, being a heart type and being an image type and like, uh, wanting to wanting for a certain kind of gaze to fall upon me, yeah. you know that's a different that's a different thing from like being goal oriented. And obviously they can get conflated, but um, or one can lead to the other, but they're different. And you know there's like certain levels of developments that are, you know, one in, in another framework one's called group centric, and um, and there's a lot of language in it that is very, it's very much like six or nine. And then there's like the the traditionalist, which has a lot of language that sometimes corresponds to language that is used to describe ones, you know, like a certain kind of um, fixated fundamentalist point of view. And anyway, so it's like that those stages are not types. Um, it's conceivable that every type can go through each of these stages. Mm-hmm. And so sure. what does it mean to be a three ascending through these stages? And like I did a whole exercise where I did like a, took it took like a, biographical inventory of like where what stage i was coming from and what my orientation was to feeling valuable like the whole three seeking essential value through the lens of each of the stages and there was was like a pretty clear differentiation from stage to stage that's cool yeah 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 Uh, i mean that's a really great point is people will say like oh a three and then they'll just think about (laughs) the orange level that's right. Mm-hmm. What's that's right. green? And what's a three operating a green look like? Yes. Right. Like what? Yeah. What's, and a, a a three like this is a huge, huge thing. It's like at a three at, at orange is your stereotypical green. That's what all the books are written about. Yep. A three a three at green is like 
their entire value system shifts to an internal metric of integrity and love. And, and there's a way that they can be seeing themselves and performing to a self-image of love. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I was doing as a three mm-hmm. at Green. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, um, I'm trying to be the most loving person possible. I'm writing... A hu- I feel I'm doing, your I'm, pain. I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing like a 100-day practice of writing a gratitude letter to a person every day. You know, that's like... <laughs> what? That's like... That's, you did that's that? a three. That's yeah. That's a three at green. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's not. I'm not trying to win the A plus from someone else anymore. But there's a there's a green way of like seeing myself that I'm trying to perform to. And Mika, what's it like to be a eight at green? <laughs> <laughs> I just skipped green and went to yellow. That's what it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Ama, the hugging saint, would be like a saint. Uh, there's a that one woman who's a, a minister. Um, can't remember her name. She's pretty well known on uh, some of these uh, Facebook forums. Holtz is her last name or something. That like Nadia Web Nadia that, Weber. That's it. Yeah. The eight. I yeah. think she's a eight at Green. Yeah. What What's yeah. her message? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Why is she an eight at Green? Can somebody? <laughs> well, it's just. It's <laughs> like I don't know. It's just. It's it's uh it's collectivist come into this church where um you can believe everything she's still sort of doing around the side she's still the authority and people are looking up to her as an eight you know just kind of reflexively um is that the one with all the tattoos like she the priest okay yeah yeah yeah. i I remember her now i think she was eight yeah she had a pretty sure my mom sent me her instagram and was like look at this woman i love her like accepting all everyone can is welcome kind yeah. of thing. We're not going to judge you. Your your experience of whatever is valid. Yeah. I yeah. immediately cringed at her. David, what is it like to be the spot, the wizard at the top of the spiral? <clears throat> well, for one thing, it means like impatience with the pace <laughs> of things because I'm already arrived. Yeah. Done with the know? constructs. <laughs> it's like, why are we still talking about these categories? <laughs> can we just go to the part where useless. we uh melt into each other as spirits it makes me One value bed. that i you know rushed things along a little bit so that <laughs> this could be consolidated and people would actually listen to it and it wouldn't be too long of a podcast well it's going to be two podcasts i'm not making anybody suffer through two hours of us talking about spiral dynamics <laughs> except for all of us on this call <laughs> i mean it was interesting we don't but... count <laughs> uh, i have haven't said there's a rush um, no what I is the? <laughs> Just when Alexander go, starts talking, ahead, Alexander. No, not... he's like, "I want to leave now, right now." <laughs> this but is all I'll, new, I'll new I'll input for me. Um, teal. Let's see. Yeah. Um, what is the name of the book? Not the audio book, but the because I'm looking on Amazon and there's there's one of like mastery and something something and what is the name of the paperback book? Also, is there a Ken Wilbur book specifically on this, or does is there are they all sort of integrating it? Ken into- Wilbur um, is the person who one of the people who's made Spiral Dynamics popular, but he doesn't write a, he hasn't written a book about Spiral Dynamics. Okay. His his books are integrating in frameworks like Spiral Dynamics together. Okay, mm. the book I'm is seeing- called Spiral Dynamics: Mastering Values, Leadership, and Change. Okay. Yeah. All right, done. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, this is really cool. This like, is great. Yeah, this Thank is you, very interesting. This so, would be I, a good thing to revisit also yeah. just like as it as yeah. it as we all absorb it a little more yeah. to come back mm-hmm. to it and be able to totally. have more language on it. Especially if we get to have Josh's pretty face back on this pod. <laughs> yeah. Model Josh. Sparkly three. <laughs> um, I'll say I'll say one final thing about this. Um this is like, I think that the levels of development framework is, for the world, a bigger deal than the Enneagram. And um, I, this is... Canceled, canceled. <laughs> Blasphemy. How can you say that on Shut an Enneagram Shut off his mic podcast? right now. <laughs> um, I, th- I think that the Enneagram, um, you know, held from a, from a later stage perspective is a tool to help people develop through these stages. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. um, that's, right. that's, like, the point of it. Um, and... You know, I think of, you know, a lot of the problems that are in our world are, they exist because of, because we have not collectively risen to a stage of development at which they're solvable. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, um, like if you look at what racism is, you know, fundamentally from us, it's like, that's a staged, it's a stage thing. It's yeah. like, a per, you know what I mean? It's a tribal stage thing. Like the solution to racism isn't like, like for, for a person who's in a certain stage, who's a racist, um, to be bopped on the head and said, you need more, you need to be more empathic. As we were saying before, with respect to the word empathy, there's no place for them to put it. The solution is to help people collectively grow through stages. Yeah. And um, to the extent that the Enneagram can be marshaled to that purpose, I think it's a really, that's, that's, why, I, that's why I care about the Enneagram. Or it's why I care about it now, anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Although so part of, of me just doesn't believe that people are going to do that. <laughs> right. I think it's, that's the purpose, but, you know, I'm... <clears throat> It's hard to not really before have fa- the world burns. Anyway, yeah, it's hard to have any faith in humanity as a whole. Well, when you reach teal, you realize <laughs> yeah. certain things. You realize all of this is pointless, and he's over it. <laughs> yeah. the, the level above teal is gray. <laughs> is it gray. really? <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you guys about gray that. wizard. On the, on the next episode, I'll explain <laughs> it all. <laughs> but I mean, I'd like to think that our approach to the Enneagram is kind of funneling people through certain shock points. Like, yeah. you know, people are really upset about not a four, but it is kind of like, yeah, it's going to force you to fucking go back and look at the Enneagram a lot deeper. Um, and so I'm really proud to see the the level of nuance and complexity that people that come to our group are able to hold. Yeah, it's just It just says so much about like, yeah, people are upset maybe about our approach, but what, look at the end results. Like, look at the way people can uh, approach the Enneagram and themselves in a very complex inner and outer kind of way. So, yeah. All right. I got to get going. <laughs> yeah, I've yawned one too many times. Yeah. All right. My social battery. Um, thanks, Josh, for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you, Josh. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. Have you on again. Uh, you know, Josh has been working on some very cool ways of looking at the centers that's like very developmental also. And uh, it's been just clicking a lot. And I think it has a lot of really cool uh, implications for Trifix. So oh, nice. Down the line. Yes. Nice. Uh, when Josh is ready to reveal his baby, uh, we will looking forward to that it. back up. Cool. <laughs> we know Thanks, if you need guys. another three on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm coming for you soon. Perfect. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Right. Later. Bye. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.